The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go! Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Here we go! It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Let's go! Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Welcome back to the DFS edition of Fantasy Football Today podcast. I am your host, Heath Cummings, here with Mike McClure. Mike, at the end of last week's podcast... I put out a request. I said, send us messages, email us on Twitter, tell us what you thought of this podcast. Do you want us to do it again? And guess what? They, no one responded and said, please don't do it again. All the responses were positive. That's great news. I'm glad we got a lot of people emailing in. I know I had a few people reaching out to me on Twitter. We're very happy. They'd been around a few years ago when we did some of our podcasts together. Uh, so it's very good. Very happy to see everybody really receive that pretty well. I got to ask, Mike, because I'm not. Are you comfortable like where you're sitting right now? Not really. No. no. Okay. I, I'm in a room that's like 175 degrees. Me and Ben Schrager. We're doing one of those uh, spa, like the sweat challenges, apparently. Um, I thought this was the podcast room. It's been changed. It's now uh, a spa. So um, you do have a nice backdrop there. It looks like you're in a casino. Yeah, I uh, have a little casino in my room. I'm not in an infrared sauna like you are, but I, I do have a dog here that uh, Mr. Chief likes to, anytime we're on air, he likes to try and get his 15 seconds. So I'm hoping that he's going to stay out of this podcast here today. Yeah, I kind of hope that he doesn't. We could use something to liven it up. I had planned on starting this with the big news. There's not a lot of big news that's affecting the main slate. I don't feel like there is one enormous piece of news. And that is that Josh Jacobs is not going to play. DeAndre Washington is likely to start. Jalen Richard will get work in the passing game. How are you approaching, I guess, the Raiders running back situation? And does DeAndre Washington become a must play again? It's really close on the must play again. Uh, I think the answer is yes, you're going to have exposure to one of the two. Uh, and you're also going to have some exposure on the other side. That game's just obviously very juicy, especially on DraftKings this week. You have a lot of exposure to that game in general. Uh, as far as this point in the week, I'm not ready to say that Washington is an absolute lock must play because there are quite a few running backs in that mid range that offer some good value. Uh, but I will absolutely have some exposure to both of them uh, in probably in cash games, but definitely in game stacks uh, in tournaments. The funny thing is I had put to get like started building uh, just kind of a core lineup for this week and I had gotten to everything except for the flex. And I had 5,300 remaining on FanDuel. That allows me to play Jalen Richard, who's 5,200. Washington's a little more expensive at 5,600. I certainly like Washington more this week, so I'm probably just going to find some way to squeeze him into this lineup. But I don't think, especially over on DraftKings, where it's a full point per catch, I don't think Richard's out of the equation at all. I think that's a, a very good point. We're going to do things a little bit differently this week than we did last. We're still going to go over the top implied totals and uh, some of the offenses were probably fading. And then we're going to break it down by position. At the end of the show, we will talk a little bit 
about the Saturday slate. And of course, we're going to get weird. I don't know what it was with you guys and how I said, let's get weird. But I am going to say it from now on because I, I really kind of enjoyed the response. Top implied totals, according to Vegas, on Thursday afternoon, the Seattle Seahawks, 30 and a half points against the Arizona Cardinals. Do you want all of the Seahawks this week? I will have some of the Seahawks. I will certainly have some interest in Russell Wilson. Uh, the price tag's inflated on Chris Carson, but probably going to be worth it. Um, but really, it'll be probably just a, a solo play of Russell Wilson and uh, jam the value in the top studs in around that. I think that's where you're going to be. At least that's where I'm at currently on the Seahawks. Yeah, on FanDuel, Wilson is the second most expensive quarterback at $8,300, $1,000 cheaper than Lamar. So I'm definitely going to have some Russell Wilson. I don't think he's probably going to be one of my two cash game quarterbacks. We'll get to that in a moment. Other offenses over 26 in terms of implied point totals this week. Baltimore Ravens at 29, the Atlanta Falcons at 27, the Saints at 26.75. I've got the Chargers at 26 and a half and the Colts at 26 and a quarter. Are any of those amongst your favorite teams to stack this weekend? Uh, yeah, I think uh, Atlanta. Um, you know, look, I think a lot of people are going to be on Julio after that big week he just put up with two touchdowns, 20 targets. Uh, I expect double-digit targets again, assuming that the shoulder allows him to play. Uh, I'm projecting him as if he's going to play. So over on DraftKings, I will have some Falcon stacks with Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, and a little bit of Devontae Freeman. But that kind of depends on where we end up with the Raiders situation uh, as to how much Freeman I end up rolling out there. But I certainly have interest in the Atlanta Falcons. And then with the Saints, um, you know, Michael Thomas is someone you when we have value plays like the Raiders running back situations, it's pretty much always going to be a situation that's going to allow you to play Michael Thomas. So obviously going to have interest there as well. I don't even think it's that hard to play Michael Thomas and Julio together and play good running backs. Like there, there are no shortage of value plays. One other Falcon that I think is definitely in play and may, I don't know. I mean, early ownership projections don't show him being contrarian at all. And it's because on the main slate on Sunday, you don't have very many of the top tight end options. No Travis Kelsey, no George Kittle, no Tyler Higby, no OJ Howard, no Mark Andrews. Um, but I, I plan on going right back to Austin Hooper. He's down to $6,000 on FanDuel. I don't know what he's at on DraftKings, but I like that Ryan Julio Hooper combo. Yeah, that was total oversight by me there. I just clicked uh, optimize here and spit out my top 20 lineups over on DraftKings. And the optimizer has Austin Hooper in 20 of 20 teams. So, so he's probably not going to be contrarian at all is what you're telling me. Right. $4,400 on DraftKings. Uh, I can tell you I'm getting a lot of double tight end lineups uh, with Hooper in the flex. So I, I do like Austin Hooper. He will certainly be in my lineup right now. There are two teams with a uh, an implied point total below 19. And I think it's often easy with these teams to just say, no, I'm just not going to play any players from those teams this week. It's a little bit weird, though, with these two teams. It's the Detroit Lions and the New York Jets. Can you see yourself playing? I, I Le'Veon Bell, I'm past even considering him as a contrarian option. I don't know who the Lions starting running back is. I suppose if Carrion didn't come back and Scarborough didn't come back and J.D. McKissick didn't come back, that it might turn into a situation where I'm actually considering Wes Hills? 
Yeah, probably not only because of the, the Raiders situation and some of the other backs that we'll talk about here in a bit. But uh, on the other side of that, if on Johnson did play, I think there's a scenario in which he could find the end zone one or two times if the Lions are able to move the ball. What if I um, told so you that deep, deep tournament breaking news? Ben Schrager just showed me a tweet saying on Johnson is expected to play. And on Johnson is $4,500 on FanDuel. Yeah, so my, my initial runs, uh, I've got a lineup up over on Sportsline right now for the week. I, uh, I upload that on Tuesday afternoons, just the initial run, and then I don't touch anything until now, basically. Uh, but in my initial run, I assumed that on Johnson was going to return. I didn't fully have all the Jacobs news accounted for, and on Johnson is in my preliminary optimal lineup on FanDuel at 4500 he is in my preliminary optimal lineup on FanDuel at 4,500. So uh, we're going to play some carry on Johnson. No Jets, though. Not not playing any Jets, no. All right, let's, uh, let's do this positionally. Let's talk about the quarterback position for the Sunday slate. Again, you've got Lamar Jackson on FanDuel at 9,300. How much more expensive is he than everyone else on DraftKings? On DraftKings, Lamar Jackson, let's take a peek here. He's $1,000 more expensive than the next highest price quarterback, which is Russell Wilson. He is this exact, so exactly the same as he is on FanDuel. Uh, funny how that works out. And I originally, my thought was, okay, that's just like 9,300 is just too expensive for a quarterback. And then you look at Lamar Jackson's game logs and you're like, well, 9,300 is not enough. Like it's kind of like when they refused to make Christian McCaffrey 10,000 for a while. And they just kept messing around with him at 9,000, 94, 95. Plus, they're playing a Browns defense that isn't very good. Plus, the Browns are one of the only teams to beat them this season. I I think in cash games, I'm at least if I put two cash game lineups out there, one of them's going to have Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I think it's uh I, I don't have that initially, but the more value that pops up, again, I keep coming back to the Raiders running back situation because it, it really kind of dictates everything that you're going to do this week. Uh, it's certainly more viable to jam Lamar in there. So I, I think, you know, just because of the way quarterback projections all really get kind of bunched, I, I'm pretty sure I'm going to end up prioritizing guys like Michael Thomas, Julio Jones over paying for Lamar, or at least what the optimizer is when I'm optimizing. Uh, but when we get those kind of cheap running back situations like that, I think it's very, it's still viable to get Lamar in there. Um, the issue that I struggle with for Lamar is just finding that handcuff. I typically want the handcuff in cash games and I don't feel comfortable with the options that I would have to handcuff Lamar Jackson. So probably not going to be my cash game quarterback, but I will certainly have exposure to him. And I am just like, I've just pretty much abandoned the idea of being able to guess on a week to week basis who the correct person to stack with Jackson is. So I just play Lamar Jackson and then I optimize the rest of the lineup and not worry about it because he can score 40 fantasy points and you don't know who he's going to bring along with him. Okay. I do think that though, like if you're not going expensive, there are three quarterbacks that we have talked about all week long as good streaming options for redraft. And yes, we're talking about using these guys in your championship game, which sounds a little bit scary, but they have great matchups and mostly a couple of them have performed well recently. Ryan Fitzpatrick versus Andy Dalton versus Gardner Minshew. America knows where I'm going to come out on this debate. Where do you come out on this debate, Mike? 
Uh, it's pretty clearly going to be Ryan Fitzpatrick for me. Um, yeah, I've got him meaningfully ahead of the others here in the model. I will say I'm the lowest on Minshew. Kind of no surprise there if you know everything that I've been doing recently. But I, I'm not uh, not on Gardner Minshew. I know that's where you're going to be. Um, I do like all three in the sense that the games are very stackable, right? So I can definitely stack up both sides of that game, and that's something I'm going to be looking to do very often when I'm playing guys like this. Um, but for me, it's going to be Ryan Fitzpatrick at the top and going to be running it back with someone like Joe Mixon on the other side for Cincinnati. Um, but yeah, Ryan Fitzpatrick, pretty clear winner for me. I think the thing, like, there's lots of things I like about Minshew. It's not just the mustache. Um, I don't know what the price difference is on DraftKings. On FanDuel, the hard, like, I have Fitzpatrick projected for the most points of these three quarterbacks. But on FanDuel, Ryan Fitzpatrick's $300 less than Matt Ryan and $600 more than Gardner Minshew. And so I like Minshew is the only quarterback below 7,000 I would really consider. And it makes it more difficult to go with one of these guys. Although we're going to get to the running backs and there's some high priced running backs that I want to play, especially in cash games this week as well. So I, I like Minshew chasing the Falcons because I also want to play all of the Falcons. Yeah, no, it makes a ton of sense. Uh, like I said, if you're going to be big on Hooper, you're going to be big on Julio Jones in that sense. You, you definitely should be considering uh, Minshew in that spot. Probably, you know, I, you're still going to want to try and handcuff him somewhere. Uh, at least I think you probably are. Um, it, yeah, it'd, I, it'd be much easier if Chark would come back. He, yes, definitely. If Chark would come back, things would be a lot different. So you, I, I know Fitz, Fitzmagic's your favorite cheap quarterback. Is he currently like looking like your favorite quarterback, period? Honestly, he's not. Uh, this might surprise you guys a little bit. Um, optimizing the top 20 lineups, uh, I've got 12 of them for 60% Carson Wentz. Ooh, I like that. I've got a lot of Carson Wentz handcuffed with Zach Ertz and Greg Ward. Um you know, we've seen a lot of Greg Ward recently. We're going to see a lot more of Greg Ward going forward here as well. Uh, he's only 4,200 over there. So I have a lot of Carson Wentz. And then I've got quite a bit of Matt Ryan uh, as my second highest on quarterback on DraftKings. So very similar to you in that we want to stack up with the Falcons there. Maybe pick on that Jacksonville team, which makes sense for you wanting to play Minshew coming from behind. Uh, but for me, it's Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan on DraftKings. Okay, let's move on to running back. And I, I think this is difficult just in deciding who my favorite is. It's kind of like with my kids, except it's not really that hard because I always have a favorite kid. It just changes depending on their behavior. Um, <laughs> Joe Mixon gets to go against the Dolphins, has been fantastic really over the past six weeks, despite terrible matchups. Now he has one of the best matchups. On FanDuel, he's still at 7,800, which doesn't feel like enough in this spot, considering I've got him top five in my projections, regardless of scoring. And so I'm going to play a ton of mixing, but then the other guy, and I don't think, I think that this is one that you'll probably disagree with me on, is Leonard Fournette. And yeah. he, he is a road running back that's likely to be playing from behind, and that's generally a bad recipe for running backs. He's just been so heavily involved in the pass game. I don't think the Falcons are even an average defense. They've been better than when they were the worst defense in the NFL, but I still think that Jacksonville is going to have some success moving the ball. And I just can't help myself. Like I, I've spent the whole second half of the season playing DJ Moore 
and John Brown and Mike Williams and all of these guys that should be scoring more touchdowns than they are. And Leonard Fournette's on pace for like 1,900 yards and four touchdowns. And I think that keeps guys underpriced. So well, definitely I definitely keep some underpriced. I've just, I like my, the first thing I did was lock in Mixon and Fournette at their price on FanDuel. I assume you're with me on Mixon, not on Fournette. Right. Yeah. So the projection model is going to be very high on Joe Mixon. Um, it's going to be like that Austin Hooper situation and that everyone is probably going to play him. Um, do I think this is a week that we all play Mixon and Fournette finally gets in the end zone twice and, and Mixon doesn't? I, I think that's very possible. Um, I, I will probably have one. So I basically I play 20 lineups a week, 10 on each site. Uh, on a normal week, I'll probably have at least 10 to 20% exposure on Leonard Fournette still. So basically one to two lineups on each site. Um, but I, I will be much higher on Joe Mixon with the crowd there uh, for good reason. Um, yeah, Fournette though, right? You're right. He's 7,200 on DraftKings. It's probably pretty fair, pretty right where he should be. However, if he gets in the end zone one or two times over these last few weeks, he's an $8,200 running back. Yeah, I almost think I almost think with his work in the passing game, he should almost be more expensive on DraftKings. Yeah, I mean this look, the DraftKings uh scoring system definitely is going to fit the skill set, probably gonna fit the skill set slash game script a little better as they're playing from behind. Uh it's gonna be very interesting to see where everybody goes. I think that a lot of people are gonna play Washington at four K and they're gonna play uh Joe Mixon at sixty six hundred. So I, I think Fournette over on DraftKings is certainly gonna go under owned in this spot. Where where is Christian McCaffrey at this week on DraftKings? He is ten thousand one hundred on DraftKings this week. Will you have any exposure at all? Um, probably not. The only way I would have some exposure is if I, I'm playing Will Greer in the lineup with him. He's basically men price at forty three hundred. Um, if I were to do that, then I will have some exposure. I don't feel super comfortable running it back with Indy, despite them having a really nice implied team total. I, I don't feel super comfortable stacking them up on the other side of that. So if I do, it's probably going to be a build where I try to get Will Greer, Christian McCaffrey, Michael Thomas, Julio Jones, and then I'm going to be playing Washington. I'm going to be playing Ward. I'm going to be, you know, punting the defense. Uh, basically going to try and jam them all in. I'll probably have that build in one of my, my 10 lineups. I'm, I might like, I, I have zero, currently zero interest in playing Christian McCaffrey with the value that's available and the mid-range guys that I just absolutely love. I might have to put one Lamar McCaffrey Julio lineup together. Just, I mean, it's never a bad idea to have the top projected quarterback running back. Like ideally we would play the top quarterback running back and wide receiver each week, right? Right. Yes. In, in a perfect <laughs> world, we would have those three in the lineup every week, of course. Um, okay. So I, yeah, I probably going to stay away from him. I do think like you brought up Will Greer and we didn't talk about him in the quarterback section. I don't generally play DraftKings. I'm pretty much fan duel only at this point. I might have to, uh, make a deposit on DraftKings just to play some Will Greer lineups because it kind of hurts me that he's the minimum price quarterback on fan duel is still 6,000. And that's not near enough value to play Will Greer. <laughs> But over on DraftKings at 4,300, I, I could get on board with that. Yeah, it definitely opens things up over on DraftKings if you do that. And there's no doubt about that. I think we've probably covered this, but top cash game play at wide receiver, is it just Julio Jones? Uh, yeah, I'd say it's really close between 
there's really three guys, in my opinion, actually. It's Michael Thomas, Julio Jones, and Keenan Allen. All three are going to rate as very similar value for me in in my model. And they're meaningfully ahead of the next tier uh, of wide receivers. Um, So it's going to be some combination of those three. Definitely going to be playing two of those three. And where you're going at running back slash quarterback is going to dictate whether or not you can get all three of them in. Uh, but we're talking, you know, three guys that are all going to see double-digit targets. Um, yeah, so Thomas, Julio, Keenan Allen. I, I wish I could give you a clear number one. If Julio didn't have the shoulder injury bothering him just a little bit, I would say Julio was the clear number one. I will say that's one thing that kind of frustrated me. After I got all the projections and prices and everything put in for the wide receivers, I, I go scrolling through and just look at, like, very simple – point per dollar who do i think the best values are this week and it's the two highest priced wide receivers are like 15 percent better than any other wide receiver play yeah that's not super like i'd like to have a cheap guy in there really the the cheapest guy and he's not cheap anymore and he shouldn't be because of his production i i've got aj brown still as a pretty good value on FanDuel at 7200 that bubble is going to burst at some point um, but he's been producing, he's getting targets, and I think they're probably going to have to throw in that game. And then I get, I'm not going ready to quite to give up on Darius Slayton and his, I don't know what his price is on DraftKings, but he's back down to 6,000 on FanDuel and he's still by far their best big play receiver. Yeah. I like, uh, both of those plays. I will say AJ Brown at 7k on DraftKings is pretty much priced out for me. Um, Keenan Allen's only 6,300, for example, I'm much higher on Keenan Allen against Oakland here in this spot. So that, that decision is pretty easy for me. Slayton at 5,500, I think is still viable. Um, not, I wouldn't say it's in the, the range where you're certainly thinking of like actually jamming him in right now, but in a tournament, if you want to make that handcuff, I think it's still viable to do that in a tournament. So let's, let's say that you're playing a lineup with Mixon and Fournette or Mixon and one other expensive running back. And so like you're going to have to play one wide receiver with Julio and Michael Thomas that's a lower end wide receiver. Is there anyone you like or are you just not going to have that type of build? I'll definitely have that type of build. Um, the guy that pops the hardest for me everywhere here is going to be Greg Ward. Um, and it makes a lot of sense. I'm pretty high on the Eagles in general. Told you I had Carson Wentz as my highest known quarterback. So Greg Ward is only 4,200 on DraftKings. I think he's, I won't say a must play in cash games, but he's certainly someone that you should be considering in basically every format on DraftKings this week. And this is a situation where FanDuel and DraftKings are just completely different games in that regard. Because Greg Ward's fifty seven hundred, and I can't even consider him on Fanduel. Like, yeah, he's a three hundred dollar difference with Darius Slayton, right? And of course, on DraftKings, you're going to get the uh, the full point PPR. You're going to see a lot of you know short passes to Greg Ward potentially in this spot. So, yeah, it makes all the sense in the world to play Ward on DraftKings, fade him on Fanduel. I don't really know that I've yet found the cheap wide receiver on FanDuel that I want to play. There isn't one that stands out. I'd like to find someone cheaper than Slayton. Right now, Slayton's my top option. If I had to pick one under 5000 right now, it'd probably be Kelvin Harmon at 4800 going up against a bad Giants secondary with what has been an increased target share over the last month and a half. Yeah, I think that that's probably I'm, – I'm pulling up FanDuel right now to look at it there. I think that's probably where I would be as well. There's not a lot of great value 
uh, on FanDuel in those spots this week, unfortunately. I think we already covered the first tight end question, and it was, who is your top cash game play? I'm presuming if Austin Hooper comes up in 20 out of 20 lineups on the optimizer, he is the top cash game play. Uh, yeah, it's Austin Hooper is the top cash game play, but Wentz, or I mean, Ertz is not far behind. So I've got Hooper on 20 of 20, and I've got Ertz on 13 of those 20. Uh, so a lot of double tight end. Uh, those are the only two tight ends that show up in the 2020 build. So Hooper, Ertz, and for me, move on. Do you think that um, Hunter Henry's been bad enough over the last month that he will be low owned? I do think he'll be lower owned, yes. Because, uh, I, I look, I think everyone's playing Austin Hooper, uh, and everyone now is likely going to get a piece of that Raiders running back situation. DeAndre Washington, he's 4K, right? Right. So he's going to be – it's either going to be Hooper. Uh, Hooper's likely going to go in the tight end. DeAndre Washington's likely going to be the flex play. Um, so, yeah, I think that there's going to not be much attention on Henry. All right. I'm probably going to play Henry in just a couple of lineups because I don't think he could possibly be this terrible – I don't mind Darren Waller either, but not if Hunter Renfro's back. If Renfro's back, I'm I'm off of Waller completely. I'm probably just going to play a ton of Hooper like you are. Are there any punt plays you like at tight end this week? Anybody under 5,000 that you really ha- – or I guess on DraftKings under 4,000? Uh, there are two guys that I could potentially see. Number one, Mike Gusecki. I could see that if you wanted to play a Ryan Fitzpatrick lineup uh, and then play Joe Mixon back on the other side. I think that that's going to give you some nice differentiation on Austin Hooper. Um, I, I don't love it. I just think it's a play that if you really wanted that for sure differentiation, you could do that. Uh, and then if you really want to take a shot with Greg Olson, uh, with Will Greer at quarterback, Greg Olson's 3,900. You stack that quarterback and tight end combo up. You've got like $8,200, which is basically the price of Lamar Jackson for those two players. Uh, you can do a lot of interesting things with the rest of that lineup. So I, I think that Olsen's interesting in that regard in tournaments. We don't talk a lot about defense, but I did want to ask, and I meant to ask it back in the running back section. Now is a good time at any to do it. Who's your favorite running back DST stack? And I don't know if you're even going to do that, but like Joe Mixon's on the road and his defense is terrible. So that seems like a bad plan. Leonard Fournette's going against the Falcons and they're one of our favorite offenses. That seems like a bad plan. I don't want to play the Raiders against the Chargers with DeAndre Washington. I don't really want to play the Lions with on Johnson even. Yeah. So on DraftKings, there's really only one that I like. And when I say I like it, I actually love it. I think it's an excellent play in tournaments. And we're talking Adrian Peterson and the Redskins defense. Uh, I, I like it here against the Giants. Adrian Peterson's 5K, probably not going to be carrying the ownership that he should now due to DeAndre Washington and Joe Mixon, as we all know those are going to be the two running backs people play. Uh, but I, I have a strong rating on Adrian Peterson, and I think it makes sense to pick on the Giants here in this spot. So if I were to force that, um, I would play Adrian Peterson and the Redskins. I think it's an excellent combo in a tournament. And I think it's a much better combo now that Daniel Jones is starting for the Giants. Exactly. That, exactly. So, yeah, I, I like that one a lot. I'm going to have to – man, we've got two I – need, I need like three flexes this week so I can play all these running backs. Or can we do three running backs, two wide receivers maybe? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, the other, one, other, one other one I will mention um, probably won't be popular because a lot of people are down on him, and rightfully so. Uh, hasn't looked like himself recently, but Alvin Kamara and the Saints. 
The Saints are only 2,700 on DraftKings. I know they're on the road at Tennessee. Uh, we already mentioned Tennessee's likely going to be throwing the ball, potentially could have some opportunities for some turnovers. Um, get yourself a pick six. Kamara has a big game. They, they try to shut down Michael Thomas. Um, you know, I, I think it's, I think it's another combo that is viable in a tournament. Well, we've talked about playing the Gi- the Giants defense or the Washington defense and the Saints defense now. So I think we've already started this segment, but let's get weird. How are you getting weird at quarterback this week? Uh, I mean, Will Greer is pretty weird at quarterback, but at 4,300. I think that's good. No, that's, that's perfectly good. Did you like Will Greer coming out or is it simply he's 4,300? I know I liked Will Greer coming out There's somewhere on the Twitter machine. If you scroll back, I, I tweeted that Will Greer was going to be a good NFL quarterback at some point. Um, I didn't delete it, but it obviously has been buried. So I'll, I'll try to find it and maybe give that a little bump retweet uh, this weekend as he plays well. But I am just yeah. wondering because I liked Will Greer more than I should have. Um, or Well, I don't even know that's true yet. He was bad in the preseason. That does not mean very much at all. Um, I. I liked him more than Daniel Jones. Definitely. And I don't think he's very likely to be significantly worse than Kyle Allen, who has had good fantasy games, despite oh, yeah. his terrible play. I mean, he's got this guy named Christian McCaffrey on his team. He, he can throw a two-yard pass that turns into 80 yards, like, very quickly. And I'll get weird with Gardner Minshew. You know I will. I, it shouldn't be weird, in my opinion. I think you'll like this stat. Mike, he has started 10 games in the United States of America, scored 20 fantasy points in seven of those 10 games. He has a nice beard, too. The Falcons are terrible. Play Gardner Minshew. I know you guys aren't going to. It's okay. I don't know if we're going we're going to. I'm going to I'm going to make you. Let's get weird at running back. All right. Getting weird at running back. I mean, Adrian Peterson against the Giants isn't. You nailed it. Dang it. Uh, It is weird, though. Is it like with okay. with with Christian McCaffrey, Joe Mixon in that spot, Leonard Fournette? You've got DeAndre Washington. You've got Carryon Johnson now on Fanduel. Yeah, it'd be super weird to play a bunch of Adrian Peterson. And okay. so, outstanding job by you. And I've got to pick somebody to get weird with now. Talk a little bit more about Adrian Peterson while I do that. So Adrian Peterson gets the Giants, likely going to get some good field position. Uh, we've got 16, 20, and 13 carries in the last three weeks. Um, look, I, I think he's going to find himself an opportunity to carry the football in the red zone. Um, you know, Daniel Jones is back. You know, we could have said maybe Dwayne Haskins in the get weird section on the quarterback spot, just simply because they might have increased opportunities, you know, with good field position here, but. I'm going to be leaning on Adrian Peterson because I like the value at quarterback or, you know, on some of the other guys more than Haskins, but don't sleep on the Redskins this week. I'm going to get weird with Miles Gaskin. And yeah. the the guys on the pot brought up on the podcast this morning that he kind of out touched Patrick Laird after Patrick Laird got tackled for a safety. He has $300 on FanDuel cheaper than Patrick Laird is. The Bengals are 29th in terms of fantasy points allowed to running backs and 32nd against the rush. And so uh, I, I'm i going to get weird with Miles Gaskin at 5,200 on FanDuel and probably a lot cheaper on DraftKings. Yeah, I do not hate that at all. Uh, I did notice the fact that he was tending to outplay Laird there uh, after that safety incident. So he's 3,800 on DraftKings. I think that 
You're not playing them over Washington at 4K, but maybe you play both of them and load up everywhere else. I don't that, hate it. Well, I think you play both of them and then play McCaffrey, Julio, and Lamar and Michael Thomas. You might be able to get all four of those guys in. You might. On FanDuel, probably not on DraftKings. Um, okay, let's get weird at wide receiver. All right. Getting weird at wide receiver. Doesn't Greg Ward doesn't count. That's too much there. Yeah. Um, Alec Erickson, 3,300. Yes, yes. Um, I, I think that that's a play that can be made. Um, if you want to play Dalton, you know, we talked about him earlier. Uh, you want to play Fitzpatrick and, and something like that. Um, I, I think that in either scenario like that, I think Alec Erickson, 3,300. Again, pair him with Washington. You can basically do whatever you want at every other position. Yes, and the thing that I really like about that is that, that I've actually heard some people talking about playing John Ross because of that matchup with Miami. Erickson has the same matchup, and no one's considering him at all. So right. I will actually go with the name that I gave earlier. I actually got weird already once, and it was Kelvin Harmon. 4,800, great matchup against the Giants, sticking with your theme of uh, don't sleep on Washington. I think Harmon could be pretty good. We talked about cheap tight ends, so you may have already covered this one, but uh, how are you getting weird at tight end this week? I think for me it's got to be Mike Gusecki is probably as weird as it gets there. Um, Again, focusing on that Miami-Cincinnati game, I I think you can certainly stack him with Fitzpatrick. You want to get weird, run it back on the other side. Um, I, I think that that's probably weird enough. I'll give you two options. If you're someone that's just going to max enter a one or three or $5 GPP this weekend, and you're going to build 25 or so Lamar lineups, make sure that Nick Boyle's in a couple of them. Make sure that Hayden Hurst is in a couple of them. We never know which Ravens tight end is going to score the touchdown. So I think with him, like most of the quarterbacks, when I, when I do that, I really want to have like six variations of four different stacks. With Lamar, it's more like two variations of 14 different stacks because he's got 15 weapons and none of them have any floor at all. Speaking of weird, there's a three-game Saturday slate. I'm not a huge fan of three-game slates, Mike. You're going to have to talk me into this Uh, one. Yeah, I mean, look, you're basically, you're going to end up doing a lot of stacking here, right? You're going to be doing things that are going to feel uncomfortable because you're used to playing, you know, a 12-game slate. Um yeah, it's they're they're fun. I'm a degenerate. I'm gonna play it either way. Oh, I've already built a lineup. Like I'm playing. I'm just saying I don't like it. I don't. Okay, so I think it's pretty obvious that the game that everyone is going to stack is the one that has an over under over fifty and involves the Houston Texans and Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So I think the most important question to answer about this slate is how you're going to handle the Tampa Bay offense without Mike Evans and without Chris Godwin. So tell us. So I think that what's going to happen for me is I'm going to end up with a lot of exposure to guys like OJ Howard, maybe Cameron Brait, probably going to have Ronald Jones because he's super cheap at running back. Um, And then I'm going to be loading up with some of the other teams that I like on the slate. Uh, I'm not, I, you know, call me stubborn, whatever it is. I'm not super excited to play $6,000 Brashad Perryman. He's 7,400 uh, on FanDuel. Yeah, that's just, that's insane. I can't. Um, I, my, my first lineup does not have Jameis. It does have OJ Howard and Justin Watson. 
Yeah, look, I think you could play Justin Watson as well. Uh, 4,600 on DraftKings versus 6K for Perryman. That decision's pretty easy. It's Justin Watson. Um, I, I've got a little bit of Watson on DraftKings, but mainly for me, I'm going to have Ronald Jones, OJ Howard. Uh, I'm hoping that's going to give me the exposure that I need to both Jameis and then potentially just the, the Ronald Jones, maybe the rushing touchdown there. Um, but as far as the Bucks go, yeah, it's, it's Ronald, Ronald Jones, O.J. Howard for me. Yeah, I definitely like Howard a lot. By far my top tight end. I think we could have had a good discussion about who is the top quarterback on this slate if Winston had one of Evans or Godwin. But without that, is it just as simple as just play to Sean Watson? Yeah, when it comes to cash games and really even your first couple tournament lineups, it's going to be a Deshaun Watson lineup. Um, the only other real scenario that I like is, you know, picking a side in the um, the Rams game. But for most of your lineups, Deshaun Watson, his median projection is meaningfully higher than any other player at the position. I think this is probably going to be weird, but my favorite running back on the slate is playing against the New England Patriots. It's Devin Singletary, and he has maintained pretty good efficiency even against bad matchups. The Patriots have struggled a little bit with running offenses, specifically running offenses with mobile quarterbacks, and Singletary's only 6,400. So I, I, he's the guy that I locked in first at running back. Yeah, he's a little more expensive on... Uh on DraftKings in terms of the other guys around him, but I, I definitely like Singletary there. Um, for me, it's Ronald Jones, 4,400. Uh, again, scoring system over on DraftKings, a little different for catching passes. Um, I, I like Ronald Jones, and I kind of like Sonny Michelle as long as you tell me he's going to carry the ball 18 times again. Yeah, I cannot tell you that at all because I see your dog, and he's adorable. That is a this fantastic is, is a big dog. We, I can't even think of is that a is that a labradoodle or a golden doodle? He's a golden doodle. He just got shaved, so he's not quite as cute as he usually is. But he's, uh, yeah, he's the best he's dog I ever had was a labradoodle. Actually, um, okay, back to important things that I'm supposed to be talking about. Yeah, I cannot give you that guarantee that he is going to carry the ball 18 times, Mike, because every other game he carries it five times. And right. he's still 6,100 on FanDuel, and I'm not paying 6,100 for Sony Michelle on FanDuel. I think I'd rather play Rex Burkhead. Um, the, my second yeah. running back that I came up with, I don't really like it, and I've got enough money to change it. Do I play Todd Gurley? Yeah, it's close. It's so, look, that game is super sneaky to me, right? So we saw this 49ers Saints game that put up, what, 100 points the other day, it felt like. This Rams 49ers game feels like a repeat of that. I, I think the Rams can really put up some points here against this game, against this Niners defense. I know that we, we all know how good the Niners defense has been at times, but I, I will definitely be playing some Todd Gurley. I will definitely be stacking this game up. In tournaments, I think it's a game that could easily shoot out and score more points than the Texans and the Bucks. So I'm not going to play any Saturday lineups without DeAndre Hopkins. It's the, the top three wide receivers on the slate are DeAndre Hopkins and then Chris Godwin, who's out, and Julian Edelman, who's not himself. Um, the fourth most expensive on FanDuel is Brashad Perryman, which is ridiculous. And then it's Cooper Cup, who has like 15 targets in his last three games combined. I'm pretty much locked into having Hopkins and Robert Woods as my top two wide receivers in most lineups on FanDuel. Woods at 7,200 on FanDuel. 
Yeah, I like Robert Woods a lot. Um, I'm pretty high on Emmanuel Sanders. I view him and uh, Woods very similar. So I'm going to be kind of splitting exposure there. Um, and then some lineups I'm going to be double handcuffing uh, Deshaun with Will Fuller and DeAndre Hopkins. I know Will Fuller's got the questionable tag again. He had the questionable tag going into last week. Uh, just fine out there. I think you're going to see a very similar effort from him again this week. So I like the double handcuff in cash games with Fuller, Hopkins. Um, but I, I do like Robert Woods and, and Emmanuel Sanders. Those are basically the four wide receivers that I'm going to be keying in on for this that, slate. That questionable tag for Will Fuller is not an accessory. It's permanent. It doesn't come off. It's stuck. Never. It's, he's going to be questionable next week as well and next year and every year following. Yes, he, w- he and Hopkins were both in my initial lineup. You know what? Do you agree with me that Howard's the clear top tight end on the slate? Howard is the clear top tight end. Um, again, on DraftKings, I talked about it earlier on the main slate. I have a lot of double tight ends. So I have a lot of OJ Howard and George Kittle. Yeah, I could definitely see that. I'm going to do a little bonus as a thank you for all of the listeners that sent us messages and, and wanted us to do this again. I'm going to give out uh, my initial FanDuel lineup and you can tell me if you hate it. All right. I've got Deshaun Watson at quarterback, Todd Gurley and Devin Singletary at running back, DeAndre Hopkins, Will Fuller, and Robert Woods at wide receiver, OJ Howard at tight end, Ronald Jones at flex, and the Bills defense as my DST. I like it. Do I like you, it a lot. Do you prefer the Bills on this slate, or is it a, just strictly a pricing thing? Uh, it's strictly a pricing thing. Um, you know, on DraftKings, I'm playing the, the 49ers most likely because of the pricing thing. They're 3400 over there. Um, not that I don't like the Rams. It's just where it's at. I guess for if someone actually wanted to use this lineup, they could play the 49ers on FanDuel. They're $200 more than the Bills. So yeah. you get to choose 49ers or Bills. Who are you taking, Mike? Uh, I'll take the 49ers. Okay. Just well, slightly. I know I, I just said that I think that game could shoot out, but uh, I will still take the median projection here, and, and that's going to be with the 49ers. So I gave the perfect offensive lineup. If you messed up the defense, they may not want us to do this next week. No, I'm pretty sure they're going to. Thank you for listening to the DFS edition of Fantasy Football Today for Heath Cummings. For Mike McClure, we'll be back next week. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.